I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Have you thought about investing? Or maybe you're already investing a little, but would like to do some social good with your money as well? Well, what if I told you guys that you can do both at the same time? I want to introduce you to Bolt Investment Group. They are a local, veteran-owned wealth management firm that is ready to help you start investing for the first time walk you through the process, and help you take control over your financial future. Here at News Du Jour, we really believe that knowledge is power. But the truth is, money is power too, and it's freedom. Women as a whole make less than men do and are less likely to invest it. However, female business owners statistically perform better than their male counterparts. Bolt has some unique strategies to help you support those female-owned businesses while helping you grow your own wealth. Hunter Baldwin and the Bolt Investment Group team have many years of experience serving their clients and would love to show you everything Bolt has to offer. Reach out to Bolt Investment Group and see what makes them unique. Link in our show notes. Hey, you guys, I wanted to do a quick reminder that News Du Jour has now uh, created its own Instagram page. So that handle is newsdujour.podcast on Instagram. So if you guys would give it a follow, that would mean so much to me. I really want it to be a smaller account than our big account where we can really like discuss things and dive more into the news um, in real time. And so that's going to be kind of rolling out in 2022. So um, go ahead and follow it now so that you're ready to roll. And then in about a month, we're going to start posting a lot more to that account and really, um, like I said, building a community together there. And I hope to find some ways in which you guys can get to know each other. Um, We can hold happy hours as we've done in the past, which was really cool um, just to meet people face to face. So anyway, um, yeah, definitely go follow that account. Again, it's news du jour dot podcast on Instagram. Now, without further ado, we'll go ahead and jump into the news for today. So some random updates just at the top of the episode. These are things that I just felt like you guys should know about, but they're kind of random. So first up, Stacey Abrams is running for governor again. So if you guys remember, she actually narrowly lost her race in 2018 and it was kind of like disputed a little bit. And this race will essentially be a rematch of that same situation against the current governor who beat her before, Governor Brian Kemp. May the best candidate win. And should that be Abrams, she will actually be the very first black female governor of Georgia. 
And now for our second random story. This one is, you know, more sad. Um, I wanted to tell you guys about the shooting in Michigan. A fourth student has actually now died from their injuries in the Michigan high school shooting. Um, and the mur- the shooter has been charged with murder and terrorism. So I just wanted to keep you guys updated on that unfolding situation. And now that we've got those two kind of random updates out of the way, I have a bunch of COVID updates for you guys, like six of them. So uh, hang on to your hats. We're just going to kind of run through them quickly because, again, they're things that don't really need a lot of explanation, but I just feel like you guys should know about. So let's dive in. So the Omicron variant is now in the U.S. and actually in many other new countries. The last time that we reported on it, it was only in eight countries. Today, it is now known to be present in 28 countries. Just reminding us how global and interconnected our world really is today. These viruses are spreading so quickly across the globe. There are 50 mutations on this variant, which have never been seen together before. And one scientist actually called it a type of Frankenstein variant because it is seemingly hobbled together. An FDA panel is now endorsing Merrick's COVID-19 medication for high-risk adults. It essentially protects the patient from the worst effects of COVID-19 that can lead to death. So this is a huge step in keeping us all safer from the virus. And if this um, if this medication proves to be, you know, completely safe and completely approved, it can really cut back on the more serious side of things, which is why this virus was so serious in the first place. Travelers to the U.S. are now having to present negative COVID tests within a 24-hour window rather than a 48-hour window, which just as a personal anecdote, I think this is insane and really crazy. Um, When Devin and I were going to Italy, it was difficult enough to provide a 48-hour test Uh, before landing. That was the role for us. And I'm pretty sure it will be the same in the U.S. It wasn't before you go to the airport or before your flight. It was before landing. So 24 hours before landing. I mean, if you're traveling internationally to the U.S., I mean, that can be really, really a tight window um, because you have to get to the airport a few hours before and your flights are, you know, nine hours, let's say, on the lower end. Like that leaves a very narrow window. And oftentimes you have to have an appointment. And what if your appointment gets canceled and you're out all that money for your trip or have to postpone it? I mean, that is just a really crazy rule, in my opinion. Most of the world is not doing it in that tight of a window. So it's pretty crazy that the U.S., which has much higher rates of COVID, is having more strict rules. But um, hopefully they won't put that actually in place because I think that is crazy um, and just a little much. But I also wanted to share with you guys that a federal judge has just blocked Biden's vaccine mandate for U.S. healthcare workers. This was set to actually take place or take effect next week. So just in the nick of time, the federal judge decided that that wouldn't move forward. 
And for our last COVID update, I wanted to let you guys know about a situation. I don't really consider this to be big news. And it's just one of those things that will get really drummed up in the media. But I wanted to address it in case you guys hear about it. And I'm like, why hasn't she mentioned this? Reliable sources have revealed that President Trump tested positive for the coronavirus three days before taking the stage with Joe Biden for the 2020 presidential debates, but didn't say anything to the public about that. But here's why, to me at least, it doesn't seem to be that big of a deal. You have to understand that presidents are being tested constantly for everything, but especially during a pandemic. Trump had apparently gotten negative tests leading up to this positive one and then just after that positive one tested negative again and tested negative all the way up to the actual debate. So this is all according to the same source, Mark Meadows, Trump's former chief of staff. So really, it was very likely to have been a false positive, which we know definitely happens. It actually happened to my step-grandmother, who is um, about to go under a surgery for for cancer um, at the time, and she had a false positive. So it can really happen, and I think that's probably what happened here. And rather than get everyone worried about the president of the United States being reinfected, which in all likelihood he hadn't been, they kept testing him. And when he kept coming back negative, he took the debate stage. So it doesn't seem to be that newsworthy to me, but I'm just letting you guys know in case you hear about it. And like I mentioned, it was Trump's former chief of staff who came forward with this information. So a very reliable source, but I don't really, I think is a false positive and they decided it would be better not to mention it to the public. And I think that kind of makes sense to me. Anywho, those are the details on the situation. Uh, And for our next story, we're going to jump into Chris Cuomo getting indefinitely suspended from CNN. Okay, so this story is not super surprising, but still pretty crazy. You know, there's a code to siblings in loving relationships to kind of have each other's backs no matter what. So, It shouldn't be that surprising that Chris Cuomo helped his brother as an advisor in trying to navigate his PR nightmare. Chris works in press, after all, and he may not even have believed his brother was capable of doing what he was accused of. They're family, but still, he did some pretty unethical things, and we're going to jump into them. Upon confirmation of his intimate role in helping Andrew in the last months of his governorship, Chris Cuomo was fired essentially from his job at CNN pretty immediately. But this is not the first time that Chris's brother has gotten him into trouble professionally. Chris actually has had to apologize in the past for giving direction to senior political aides because it's a pretty obvious breach of ethics coming from a journalist. When this happened back in the day, CNN asked for an apology from Chris. After all, he was one of their top rated anchors and the lines are a little blurry when it comes to family. But this, what he just did, was over the line. 
Not only did Chris get involved with Andrew's political affairs this time, but it seems he had a very large role in helping him attempt damage control. Apparently, things were pretty tense and uncomfortable within CNN at this time anyway, as many felt they were tiptoeing around the subject of Andrew Cuomo's disastrous end when it should have been their front page news. But recently, pretty damning text messages and emails surfaced that made it hard for the CNN CEO to protect Chris Cuomo any longer. It seemed from these texts uh, and, and messages and emails from his brother's staff, they would actively ask Chris to block bad stories from coming out of other publications like Politico or at least to confirm that they were happening so the staff could get out in front of it. This is clearly misusing his journalistic contacts in a way that is unethical and reflects horribly on CNN, that one of their top reporters would be using the weight of his name and position in such a way. And that was just one example of those text messages and emails. There are a lot more to back it up. But many of his co-workers at CNN were disappointed in Chris, though, long before these text messages and emails appeared. So this was really just the nail in his coffin and provided legal with evidence they needed to fire him. What Chris did was so completely unfair to these brave young women who stepped out against a very powerful and popular politician. It was truly a David and Goliath moment on their part. And with this new action taken against Chris Cuomo in his firing, they only further won their battle. And that is the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote, one of my favorites, the day you plant the seed is not the day you eat the fruit. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider becoming a patron of our podcast. For $7.99 a month, you can unlock tons of perks like breaking news text messages so that you're never out of the loop, tons of bonus episodes are already up there ready for you to binge, and a discussion board full of networking opportunities and much more. Go to www.patreon.com forward slash sugarfree media today to become a patron. This is the best way to support our show. Our patrons make news du jour possible. But a couple other ways to support our podcast are rate and review on whatever podcast platform you use to listen, share on your social media, you have influence. Tell your friends, family, and colleagues that you love news du jour and why you listen. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram, just sugarfreemedia, all one word on TikTok, and sugarfree underscore media on Twitter. We also have a weekend newsletter called Dreamers Digest that's full of dreamy content recommendations for your weekend and a life update from yours truly. Sign up today on our website www.sugarfreemedia.co Our music is by Joey Lavoy and Nicholas Foster Our cover art is by Hannah Pierce Photography Our Sugar Free Media logo is by Catherine Jezik Designs 
Any twinkling or little footsteps you might hear in the background are by my dog, Rhett. He's a rescue pup and always records with me. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from... Oh, 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 oh.